Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I have no mortgage. I have no debt. I have no, (laughs) I have nothing to lose. Maybe I should just go even deeper into this. And I did. (laughs) Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week on The Portrait System, my guest is Lindsay Height with Show Your Spark Photography in the Boston area. While Lindsay uses boudoir for her SEO, she considers herself to be an empowerment photographer. Lindsay shares all about how she uses a consultation to really find out what it is her clients are seeking from doing a photo shoot, and she focuses heavily on connecting with them from the start. Lindsay also shares how she has a $5,000 sales average and how she sticks to doing what she is best at, and she outsources the rest to make sure she's using her time efficiently and effectively. Show Your Spark is a full-service studio with different sets and same-day photo viewings, and Lindsay tells us all about how she does it. Okay, let's get started with Lindsay Height. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? Hi, Nikki. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about just this really amazing business you have in Boston. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thankful to be able to do what I do, helping women feel confident. So excited to chat with you about it. Well, one thing about, about you that I noticed that isn't always the case these days. I feel like a lot of the people that I interview or that I know who are photographers switched from a completely separate career into being a photographer, whereas yours is a little, your story is a little bit different. Yeah, I had an amazing photography teacher in high school, and I was so fortunate that I went to a high school that had a black and white darkroom. So I, oh, I did too right away. You did so awesome. I did my very first photography experience was developing my own film in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mixing it in the can, loading mm-hmm. up the film canisters. So. I just fell in love with seeing the image come through the chemicals in the darkroom. And I always loved fashion. So I I had a brief internship in high school with a fashion designer. And I realized very quickly cutting patterns and taking measurements was not for me. I liked the finished vision as it came up through the chemicals. And I could see, you know, the beautiful imagination come to life um, without all of those steps. So sewing and Um, fitting and all that. Uh So I actually majored in college in photography. Like I very, I'm thankful I had really supportive parents who supported my dreams to go to art school. I went to, you know, study photography. I was just immersed in it 
studied abroad in Paris and, you know, got that love of fashion and photography there. So I feel lucky. I always knew what I wanted to do and just had some really great opportunities along the way. Okay. So you knew right away, I want to be a photographer. You went to school for it. And did you, like, I always love asking this question. Like when you were in school for it, did you learn how to run a business or was it more focused on creating (laughs) art? (laughs) Um, Very focused on creating art. That's what I had a feeling you were going to say. Yeah. I remember when I was touring art schools as a junior in high school, I asked about commercial photography at one of the schools, not the one I went to, but the tour guide, a student at the time said, oh yeah, if you want to sell out, you can do commercial photography. And so the the focus was very much on creating art for art's sake, gallery shows, just making your vision come to life, which I love doing, but I also wanted to make a career out of creating work for other people. I always knew that I wanted my photography to serve a purpose in someone's life, not just my vision, but also helping them achieve their vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so take us through when you came out of school, you know, how it's like, okay, you're ready to do this and you're ready to create art and everything, but like not knowing the business side, like what did you have to do, I guess, to get prepared? Yeah, well, I graduated during the recession of 2008. So the spring after I finished classes in the winter, like everything crashed, like the banks, all Mm -hmm. of that craziness was going Mm -hmm. on. And I had my first job at a photo lab. So I was just sort of watching what was happening, watching established photographers, unfortunately, go out of business, you know, lose their studios. And I'm just this, you know, 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid, like, cool. So I have no mortgage. I have no debt. I have no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have nothing to lose. Maybe I should just go even deeper into this. And I did. I, <laughs> I assisted photographers. I you know, kept working at the lab. I was able to be scrappy because I was coming up in a time where so much was changing. And there was a big shift away from film to digital too. So a lot of people who were established commercial photographers and, and wedding photographers that were using film were sort of getting out of it. So it was this interesting transition time. And I kind of sound like a dinosaur talking about it, but I feel lucky that I came up in that time where I just felt like the world was my oyster. Like I could, I could pivot, I could jump into it. I could learn from other people who are more established and they had some really great mentors and space for me to grow. I love this attitude that you had. Cause I feel like, especially during that time, a lot of people, it was like doomsday. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this work? no one's going to spend money. How could I even run a business during a recession? Like, I feel like a lot of people had that kind of mindset. And Mm -hmm. here you are like, the world is my oyster. (laughs) I really love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just psyched to get an assistant job, you know, for like 150, 200 bucks and hold someone's light. I was just Mm -hmm. so eager to like get out and work and be doing what I love. So I figured it out and had a lot of people guiding me along the way, you know, advising me on pricing. I started in weddings. That was it for me, an easy entry point. And it gave me a great foundation for almost more than a decade. Yeah, that's awesome. I wonder too if, you know, I was quite a bit older when I started my, older than what you were when I started my business. I think I was 35. 35? Mm-hmm. What am I now? 46? Yeah, I think I was 35. And I was kind of naive to it where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to run this business. It's going to be amazing. Like, I was kind of naive to it all, to everything. You know, it was just what you don't know what you don't know when you're first yeah. starting. And I wonder if that's part of it too, is like maybe people oh, yeah. who were really fully already in business during that time were like, oh shit, because you know, they yeah. knew what they knew. Where here we were, you know, coming into it, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. It's very possible. Yeah. I, I clearly remember people telling me like, oh, you're going to be a photographer. Why are you going to do that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. established people with careers. And I'm like, you can't tell me that. I'm going to do it anyways, because you told me that, you know, that's, yeah. that's oh, sort yeah, of my totally. attitude. 
Totally. I had someone tell me that I couldn't make more than $1,500 on a wedding. (laughs) And yeah, this person had a very established business. And I was thinking, uh, yeah, I can. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure I can. Pretty sure I just did, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, But that's okay. Everyone is in their own place. Everyone has their own limitations. Everyone knows, you know, where they're at at the moment. And some people are ready to kind of grow and some people are going to stay there and that's okay. Everyone has their own path. But. Yeah. Okay. So you started in weddings, you said, and then how long did you do weddings? Gosh, I did weddings from 2008. I decided I was going to shift from weddings in 2018 and then the pandemic happened. So my exit kind of got <laughs> prolonged to 2022. Yeah. 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. So a long time, I went to amazing places, worked with amazing planners, amazing couples, like just had so many gorgeous experiences. And yeah, I, in 2016, I had a big shift in my mindset, which brought me here. Yeah. Okay. So it was time, obviously, for you to be done with weddings for all the reasons I can imagine. I mean, what yeah. was your like your your main reason for wanting to be done? To be honest, I just really fell in love with what I do now. And I loved okay. weddings so much, but they were pulling me away from the studio I was building. So I when I fall in love with something and I get excited about something, like I go hard. Mm-hmm. I get awesome. so excited about it. I that's all I want to do. And you know. Some people might say it's shiny object syndrome, but you know, I stick with it for a long time and dive really deep and just want to do it super well. So I think it goes beyond, you know, the new and shiny and into sort of like really perfecting my craft. So I loved weddings, but once I knew I had this other thing that I loved even more, which was helping women feel confident every day, I knew that I couldn't give my wedding clients the just passion that they deserve from the person working on their wedding, you know, the focus and excitement that I used to mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good, that's a good radar for knowing when it's time to move on to something when you're just not feeling it anymore. You know, it's just kind of like, you're not giving it your all. That's how I, when I was decided I was ready to be done as a social worker, I just could feel it. I just wasn't, just wasn't fair to yeah. the people that I was working with anymore. And it wasn't fair to me. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a little bit different. Obviously, you have to be in it fully if you're going to be a social worker. But Yeah. And I, I pared down. Like, I really limited each year. I planned to step back. I limited the number of weddings I took each year after that and worked only with people that totally resonated with me. So by the end, it really was like a celebration of my career, which I feel lucky because my last wedding was a sister of a bride I'd worked with years ago. Their family was wonderful. It just, it was emotional to, to end on that note. And yeah, but every time I was at the studio, I'm like, this is great. We can just be here. It's five minutes from my house. I get to make magic in the studio and have my weekends off. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what you do now. So if you could kind of just give a description of your of your full-time business now, what does it look like? Yeah. So my business now is called Show Your Spark because that's what I get to do. I help people show their spark. So I'm in a 1500 square foot studio outside Boston in a commercial district. And it's I feel like it's just perfect for us. It's daylight. There's a black box area that's, you know, completely dark, as well as a light and airy daylight studio. When my clients walk in the studio, I guide them through an empowering portrait experience, which is totally tailored to who they are, where they are in their journey, and what they want to be reminded of to help them shine and to help them fill their cups. So you know, we have everything here from hair and makeup to wardrobe pieces to um, a space for them to relax while I'm editing their photos and a mini movie theater room where I show their slideshow with music. And I have an amazing team that helps me bring it all together. So yeah, that's, that's what we do here at Show Your Spark. Your studio sounds really amazing. Thanks. Like it sounds like it's all encompassing. Very cool. I love it. It was an auto body shop converted into 
a bunch of different kinds of repair shops before I got my hands on it. Oh, no way. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. It had wild, like red linoleum floor, purple walls. It was... Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Like musicians repairing amps. And then the back had like oil stains from the motorcycles that used to be repaired here. So I refinished the floors. We changed the garage bay into the mini movie theater. It it was a dream and it's like continued to evolve because I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I got my lease. Like I... I had never rehabbed anything. So it took us four months, my husband and I, and some family members helping out. And we continue to evolve it. I have an amazing production manager here, and she is awesome at building sets. So she and I talk about what the vision is, and she really helps me bring it to life. Um, so it's it's great to have good good team members and good people willing to support your crazy visions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that was one of the questions I had because you had said it's the perfect space for us. So I was going to ask you that, like, who is us? Yeah, so it's um, me and I have three other employees. So I have Jen, my production manager. She helps with order placement for albums, wall art, and also designing sets. And then Catherine is our copy editor and she's our blog writer as well as she answers all the emails so I call her our client concierge and we also have Michelle who is our amazing hair and makeup artist she has so much experience with hair and makeup like she leads an entire team outside the studio for weddings so I'm so lucky to have her for that but she also does album design and the ordering session with the clients. So she really helps um, bring the experience full circle with them the day of. That's great. It's so nice to have that support team and you can just focus on the things that you truly love to do. And like, yes, you're, you know, you, it sounds like you each have your superpowers. Yes, exactly. We call it our zone of genius. Superpowers for sure. And I also outsource other things. I'm a big fan of outsourcing and having mm-hmm, an expert mm-hmm. team. So I have a CFO who helps me manage my money, bookkeeper, just so many support teams. I have a marketing team. I love having a team of experts that I can ask, what should I do about this? Or that have mm-hmm. their eye on things that I might not notice because I'm focused on you know, the client experience or whatever's you know, the shiny object that week and they're, they're reining me in and saying, okay, Lindsay, remember we're, we're working on this or I need you to, you know, give me your edits on this. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So at what point did you kind of feel ready to have a team? You know, cause that's like, I don't know if you, there's like salaries involved or if it's, mm-hmm. you know, hourly pay, or I'm not sure how you do that, but you know, for for people listening who are thinking like, I really want a support team, but when am I ready? I guess. Yeah. I think I knew I was ready when I just didn't have time to Mm -hmm. do it all. When Mm -hmm. like Michelle was involved from the beginning as our hair and makeup artist, because that's a talent I do not possess. (laughs) So I knew I needed her and we would go on location before I even had the studio together. And then when I had the studio and I was doing more and more orders, I distinctly remember Jen was actually in the chair for her second session as a client. And I was telling her, you know, I think I need someone who can help me place orders, who's detail oriented, who has a good, you know, sense of quality, accuracy, and who likes building sets because that's something else I like to do. And she's over there raising her hand and she's like, me, I would be perfect for this. So I interviewed a number of people, of course, did my due diligence, but I ended up hiring her because she is perfect for it. Like she had so much experience in retail sales, actually in retail um, store display design, actually, and, you know, customer service. And sometimes you have a feeling you need to hire someone and you like, put out the application and you go through the whole hiring process, but sometimes you have a feeling and then the right person comes along. So I think it's Mm -hmm. a match. You always have to do your due diligence. I've been through, you know, my fair share of experiences in business with other people. And I think it's really important, obviously, to do, to do your research, um, but also to, you know, trust your gut. Definitely. That's so important. 
I feel like people can learn quite a bit, except like you can't change their personality or their ability to interact with your clients, especially in the way that you need them to interact. I mean, you are doing very personal photo shoots and it has to be the right kind of energy that comes with it. Yes. Yeah. It's really, it's really specific. So Mm -hmm. I've, I'm thankful that the people that I have on my team have just, you know, come into my orbit naturally. Um, That said, I have, you know, put postings out there, done interviews and the people on my team have that energy. They get our why they get the women that we work with because they are those women. Like everyone I work with has had a session. Um, It's not a prerequisite, but it definitely helps them know why they're here and who they're serving. And, um, you know, it just so happens that way. They've all come to me first as clients. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Okay. So I know you say that, you know, the experience is to really kind of find people's spark, whatever, but I mean, technically if you were to classify it as a genre, it's boudoir. Yeah. I mean, I know it's more than just that, but like if you had to just pick a genre to say, this is what I do. It would be. Yes. We okay. tend to use boudoir for SEO. And it's funny, I do hesitate because it scares some of our clients off yeah, who yeah. are more conservative, who are like, ooh, underwear, naked. I don't know. And so I, I use the word empowerment photography, but I know that doesn't track in SEO. <laughs> so mm-hmm, exactly. We, I also love boudoir. I love the sensuality behind it. You know, I work with clients at all different places in their journey, whether it's um, trauma recovery or self-discovery and, you know, just really understanding where people are at in their own personal journey and what they're comfortable showing or not showing is really important to me. So if they wear like jeans and a t-shirt or an evening gown, or I had someone in a hijab, like that is spark too. So, but yeah, if you have to put a label on it, I guess boudoir is the one that fits best. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, I had a feeling that it was, um, I just, just for people listening, you know, just so they, yeah. you know, so they could kind of just wrap their brains around it. But also I noticed on your website, it says Boston number one boudoir photographer. So I could tell you're using yes. that for SEO too, which of course is very important, you know? Yes. So. Yes. That's what people are searching for when they're sort of on this journey of like, oh, I heard of this term and I think I want to shoot like this. So Yeah. Okay. So I know you said you do kind of a discovery call or like a consultation or, you know, just something with your clients. And I'm wondering how, I just feel like I've often heard people say, well, when I ask clients, like, how do they want to be photographed or what do they want? They're just like, I don't know. You know, like how do Mm -hmm. you pull out of them the information that you truly need to give them what they don't know they want? Does Mm. that make sense? Absolutely. That's what I do every day. Um, (laughs) Because we never know what we, sometimes we go into things that we know we want, but we don't really know why. And sometimes people are super clear on their why. So I, you know, I just let them talk, but I like to start by asking people, you know, why is now the perfect time for you to think about being photographed? You know, what, what is it that you want to celebrate about your life right now? And some people are like, celebrate, I don't know. I just want pictures. Um, But I like to dig a little bit deeper and say, like, when was the last time that you felt confident? If they said, you know, I want to feel confident. So when was the last time you felt that way? Can you tell me what about that moment brought that out in you? And also, I like to help my clients future pace. I'm a big fan of mindset and like the magic of transforming your mindset and how your thoughts become your reality. So I like to help my clients future peace and say like, what will it mean for you in, you know, 10 years or even a month from now to look at a photograph where you feel confident in yourself right now, in your body right now, in your present self, being confident, doing your thing, living your life. What will that mean for you to be able to see that and know that you have that within you when life gets hard? So I I help they tell me, you know, what that will mean for them or why they want that and what journey that they're personally on. A lot of times people aren't used to going deep on the phone. And um, Nikki, if you can't tell, I'm not a big small talk person. Like I go (laughs) deep right away. And, you know, 
people aren't necessarily used to that. So I, I'm gentle, but I, I let them know it's not because I'm, you know, prying, but I, I just really want to know how to serve them. And people just honestly want to be listened to. So yes, when I give them the opportunity, so yeah, just to open up, they're like, wow, I've never thought about that before. But now that you're asking me, da, da, da. Yeah, that's great. I'm like that too. I get deep real quick. Like I'm not a small, I'm not a small talk person either. So, and I think, especially like you said, when someone does have a story to tell or they need healing or, you know, they just want to feel important either for the first time or feel important again, Mm -hmm. when someone just opens up and is willing to listen, you're making that connection immediately. And I feel like there, it, it just becomes a no brainer that you're going to, that they want you as their photographer when you connect with someone in that way. Yeah. And it, informs the photographs that I take. So like, I think that there is sometimes a misconception that like, oh, you're just asking me these questions so that I get vulnerable. And then like, I want, you know, like there's sort of that like bond, right? But it does really inform the photographs because they show up as their best selves and I'm able to pull out what they want me to bring out in their session as opposed to me making assumptions of how they want to look or what they want to do. Some people really want to go into that like dark and moody, like, you know, sensual vibe and powerful. And some people like my client on Friday, she was like, I'm tired (laughs) and I'm also beautiful. I'm also sexy, like, but I'm really tired right now. And I want to (laughs) show that I can be beautiful and sexy. Like I just rolled out of bed. I'm like, great, let's do that. And that's exactly what we did. And she looked freaking stunning and she feels great about herself seeing those photos. (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. I love it. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about then once they do book in with you, what that looks like and what the experience kind of is. Yeah. So we start with the phone call. If they're into it and they want to move forward at the end of the call, we, we pick a date, you know, they sign off on all the things. And then I help them get ready through emails, you know, that I've put together. I have a guide that they get as well to answer questions. We also have a, a couple optional, um, more personal touch points if they want, like, a a second phone call with Michelle to actually help them get ready and discuss what collection they might want. So we have like spark signature collections, which include our fun, like fantasy bonus scenes, or they also include like more photos, bigger albums. So she talks them through what their options are. And we also do our spark fund, which is our pre-session payment plan. So they have the option to break up their payments over time. I actually started doing that during the pandemic because people really wanted the experience. We just literally could not open the studio. So they wanted to book and space it out so that they could like have something to look forward to when they could finally come in. So we've kept that going because people said it was so helpful to to budget for something which Mm -hmm. is a big expense for a lot of people. So we offer that phone call as well. And then um, if, if they do decide to do that, are they just then making monthly payments? It's up to them. We have weekly or monthly um, or they can prepay in full for like a little, a little um, bonus. So okay. they have their options. Okay. And just so people listening have an idea, what is your average sale? Like what is your client, what can your clients expect to spend? Yeah, our collections start at twenty nine hundred, but our average sale is around five thousand in products. Wow, that's fantastic! Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we really listened to our clients when we built our collections. Um, so we put in things that we knew that they would want. Like, I'm always coming up with fun bonus scenes, so those are definitely the carrot for them. And then when they're in the premiere room, picking out their photos during their ordering session, the question that we get a lot of times is like, I love all the pictures. How can I have all the pictures? So we include um, the full digital slideshow in our larger collections, which just takes the pressure off. Um, Some people are like, great, I'll choose 20. I get those in my album. I'm good. And that's awesome because I only want people to have what they love and, you know, leave the rest if they don't love it. So we really want to meet people where they're at and what they need. 
Okay, got it. Okay, so they do the call. They decide on how you know the payment plan's going to go and all of that. You're going to book the date in. And then what happens from there? Like, are you providing wardrobe or like, because I noticed on your website and I really, really love this. I think it's smart. Under your gallery, there is the options for just like your standard sets. And then there's these like bonus scenes and then you have couples on here and bridal. Like at what point are they deciding, you know, whether they want, because like these bonus scenes you have, it looks like uh, like angel wings and a goddess tub and special robes and even like a CD wall, wet tank top, jewels, like all these different really cool things. Like <laughs> when are they deciding on all of this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love my, my bonus scenes. They're like my chance to be a music video director and just like play. Um, so I'm always adding more. It's kind of crazy. We have like 11 or 12 now, I think. So a lot of times they know what they want coming in. You know, they might decide on the call with Michelle when they choose their collection, if they decide to do that. They choose at any point before the session begins. So if they're indecisive and they're like, I don't know until I get there, you know, a lot of our clients are super busy taking care of everybody else. And they're like, I don't even have time to think about this until I'm there. I'm like, that's fine. You can think about it when you're here. Sometimes people spend hours looking at our site and, you know, really thinking about it ahead of time. So at the latest, they choose before we start our session. Um, so I always ask them for their final call when they're in hair and makeup. That's when I go over the set list, decide, help them decide what outfits they're going to wear, if it's from our client closet or something that they brought. I help choose which of our standard sets those outfits will go with and, um, if they want any bonus scenes, I help them choose those. So like our shower scene where they get wet, I do that at the end. If they want like our fine art nude or our satin sheets, I tend to do those at the beginning of the shoot because they don't have like lines from their first outfit. Like if they have a bra that's tightly fitted. So I plan the order of the session before we begin and I go over it with them so that if there's anything I missed, if they're like hoping to do something that they haven't mentioned I make sure to cover it. And I actually have ADHD, which I learned this year. So for me, having a set list and an order in which to do the session has helped me tremendously stay on task Mm -hmm. and not have a session turn into three hours, which it would in the beginning, and have a hungry, tired client at the end who just wanted a break. Yes, yes. I can keep it on track. You know, people love being... After a while, they get warmed up. I won't say they love being photographed because a lot of people don't love it at first, but then they end up having fun. But they don't love it for like hours and hours when they're tired and they want to break, even though I'm having a blast. So I want to make it a good amount of time for them to, you know, enjoy it. And so I try to stay on target, keep my sets to a specific amount of time, not because, you know, I'm trying to stay regimented for my whatever. I just want to, I'm respectful of their energy level so that we can get to all the things and still have them in a good mood at the end. This is, Lindsay, this is so important to me, not only for my clients, but for my own mental well-being. This is like huge for me. Exactly. Everything that you're talking about. I don't want someone to, like you said, be tired or hungry or just staring at me like, oh my gosh, we seriously have to take another shot of the same thing. (laughs) You know, and exactly. yeah, and so I I learned pretty early on in my career that I didn't want these like all day marathon shoots. Mm-hmm. It works really well for some people. Some people like break for lunch and they spend the whole day with their client and that sort of thing. But I just know for myself, I lose as much as of an extrovert as I am. I lose my own energy and need to be like sit in silence. You know, after. Like I have like a three hour limit of shooting and being with clients. And then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. you know, I mean, no- normally my shoots are like an hour, hour and a half, but anyway, I love yeah. that. I love that you keep, keep it. It's like, I almost want my clients to leave feeling like they almost want a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Exactly. You don't want them to be like, oh, <laughs> yes, oh totally. And And that's, we also found that at the end of the 
um, ordering session. So, you know, the day of we, we do the ordering session that same day. So they break for lunch. I edit as quickly as I can call out the outtakes, present a slideshow. That's what I think is a reasonable amount of photos for someone to look through to make their selections based on. Wait, do you do it right after the shoot? Did you say, or this is, they yes. come back right after same the shoot. day, same they day. Okay. break for lunch. So they might go out for lunch and then come back, but it's the same day. And we have a meditation in the studio. So it's recorded by a friend of mine who's an amazing life body image coach. And she recorded it for my clients specifically after they finish their session while they're waiting to see their photos, like thoughts of judgments come up, you know, it's to help them get recentered and refine that feeling of empowerment that may have like waned as they come down from the high of the session and they're resting. So the mindset during that break when I'm editing was super important for me to maintain for my clients. And so by the time they see their photos, they're, they're ready. They're excited. They're like, let's go. Um, so I want to make sure we have, you know, not an overwhelming amount of photos. Of course, they're always like, how will I ever choose? Which I'm mm-hmm. thankful And I don't see that as like an ego thing, right? Like that might sound egotistical, but I am so happy that they feel that way because it means they have so many photos they love of themselves. Like, oh hell yes. I don't have an attachment to the photos at that point as the photographer, as like the quote unquote creator. Like I, at that point, they're in their hands. They're, they're photographs to decide how they make them feel. So it's funny when I say things like that, it may come off egotistical, but I'm not even it's, talking about It doesn't about though. That. Yeah. It does, it, no, it doesn't at all come off to me, come off egotistical. I mean, of course, yeah. isn't that like the reason we do what we do and why we love it so much is when those clients just truly... love it so much that it is hard for them to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, the photos are so good. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you are amazing. And it reflects back and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad you see that in your photographs. So, um, so yeah, so I got off track where, where were we? Well, okay. So that's okay. Okay. So, so, you know, when people do the viewing and you said you really listen to your clients in order to, create the packages that you did. So maybe tell us a little bit about the packages and what people, what their options are. Oh, yes. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the bonus scenes. So those are a big driver in our collections. Um, So they have a certain number of bonus scenes depending on the collection, whether it's one, two, three, four, et cetera. And so they can make their selection of, of scene from, you know, everything we have available depending on what they want to pull out during their session. So um, for everyone, that's that's a different goal, whether it's to reconnect with their body during the fine art nude or, you know, just to be playful in the angel wings or feel glamorous. We have a gown that's like tool and we call it our Mariah because it's such like a diva gown. So those are a big part of the collections as well as... Um, are different size albums with different numbers of photographs inside. We also offer, uh, we work with Blacksmith for our albums and I work with Graphy for our wall art and our matted display boxes. So some of our clients aren't into albums and they prefer matted prints in our gorgeous display box. Um, So they can swap those out if that is more to their style. And we also have an a la carte credit in all of the collections that they can choose to put towards their album or matted prints or spend it on wall art. Or we have a number of fun add-on items like our retro viewfinder, our crystal block, um, just different ways for them to enjoy. Yeah. And you just have samples of of all these in the studios? Just yes, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. This feels like a like a, a very much full service experience you know, from start to finish. It's just kind of all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And with you and your team doing different things, like, it just, I really love it. It just feels like a, okay, not that all photography businesses aren't fully a business, but just from start to finish, it feels like you have thought of everything. Thank you. I 
really love well-thought-out hospitality brands, and that was one of my main inspirations when I created this studio. I wanted someone to be able to walk through the doors and feel like everything was taken care of. And, you know, getting that, that luxury experience starts with kind of feeling like you're cared for, right? So once I started doing this type of photography, I knew that it had to go deeper than, you know, a nice bottle of water and a beautiful studio. I knew it had to go into being a trauma-informed photographer who can hold space for people too. So that's part of the full service experience is that, you know, I really think that we can show up and meet people where they're at and have them feel cared for whatever level they need us to meet them at, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's really great. Now, from there, they place their orders right then and there? Yep. We do it then and there. (laughs) So there's no confusion or like going back and forth. No no delay. I am no longer doing edits via email chain or... (laughs) Yeah, it's in yeah. the studio so they can see it. We're all clear. They sign off. Good to go. <laughs> I can hear people saying, but what if they can't decide? Like, what if they're like, I just don't know. Like, does that ever even happen? Or are you setting the expectation ahead of time that they choose that day? We are super clear with the expectation that they choose that day. And if they say, I just don't know, honestly, it means that we haven't done our job in guiding them because I want to be able to provide them with like clear solutions. And so if they're confused, it means that we haven't been clear enough with, you know, what they could get or what they might want or like guiding them in a way that they can really like make decisions and feel empowered to make that decision. That said, we have from time to time had people that are like, I just, I don't know, or they might be rushed and, you know, and something comes up with childcare at the end. And of course, with unforeseen circumstances we always offer like a second design consultation if they need to but I always tell them like our team is dedicated for you right now we've set aside two hours for this specific purpose and most people respect that and they're like okay great I came here to do this I know what I want um, or I don't know what I want but I know that you'll help me get there so this is our our consultation time and by the end they're you know 99.9% of the time like super stoked and can walk out of here being like I can't wait to see it ready to go yeah yeah uh well I love it I love it it's it just feels like you have a really great thing going overall and you know you can just tell that you really truly care so much about your clients and I have a feeling that they feel that so I'm sure well, I'm assuming that that turns into referrals where they are telling their friends and families and colleagues and everyone about you. Like, do you have a high referral base? We do. And we're actually having a party tomorrow for our alumni. It's actually kind of for everybody, but what's what we call our past clients, our alumni, because they're so special to us. And we're having a party at the studio to celebrate our first ever magazine, which is like featuring their stories. And we really appreciate when people, A, give us permission to share their photographs because they want to show them off to all their family and friends and allow us to, you know, put them on our blog, share their stories. So yeah, we do have a great referral base of our clients that just want this for their friends and family. So we decided to throw a party and celebrate it all. Yeah. Very cool. That'll be fun. Thanks. I'm excited. Do a lot of people, like, do a lot of people show up? This is our first party like this, so. Oh, okay. You'll have to let me know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, we had a, um, a body liberation event, which was, um, yoga and ecstatic dance, and then a, like an empowerment portrait of all the different people who came to the event in their underwear together, all different shapes, mm-hmm. sizes, everything, you know? So that was really powerful. That was in the fall. And then pre COVID we had an open house, which was just a huge success, which really helped propel us through the pandemic and sustain like the buzz around our studio. Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really exciting. And we'd only opened our studio in early 2019. So we hadn't been there that long when the pandemic hit. 
So I was so thankful we had that celebration in person right before we shut down because it's like, it's just a dynamic um, energy when people are in the space together, you know, they really do help lift each other up. Our clients are so lovely with each other and I love it when they refer their, their friends, their family. I have people refer their, their daughters, their, their nieces, you know, generations of women wanting to help in each other find empowerment. So I'm thankful very much. Very cool. Well, this has been great. I do have one more question though, before I move on to the questions I always ask. Okay. So I know referrals are a thing, but what would you say would be your like top way that you bring clients in? Hmm. To be honest, the landscape is shifting a lot. And so that is one of the reasons why I hired a marketing agency this year. Um, Our referrals are amazing, but people are so busy. So beyond referrals, like getting in front of people is a challenge. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, I have a Facebook group or on Instagram, but running ad campaigns on Google um, has been really helpful for us, for people who are searching for a boudoir specifically um, and just getting creative. So like I'm hosting this event through Eventbrite and four people have signed up through Eventbrite, you know, cause they searched on there for things to do. So they'll come into our studio and see us for the first time and think about having a session. Obviously we're going to have a uh, event only offer so that people can, you know, take the plunge if they're inspired when they're here. So it's really about getting creative in terms of ways to get in front of people. And I feel like the landscape is always changing. So I don't have a, a clear message as to like what always works. I think it's just staying consistent in my why and how I show up and my team helps me with that in terms of our voice and, you know, just being present. And I just have to remind myself, like people aren't sick of you. They, (laughs) they want to hear what you guys have to say. They, they need the message. Um, They need to be reminded and just, yeah, just having that, continued presence in different channels. Yeah. Yeah. It's very smart and important. <laughs> very important <laughs> to stay like top of mind. And and like you said, you know, having just opened your studio not too long ago, it's pretty, I, I know you've had a, a business for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's pretty remarkable how far you've come with like a staff and a 1500 square foot studio and all of that. And um, it's really great. It's inspiring. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I can't believe it's only been four years, like mm-hmm. mind blowing. Honestly, it feels like my life's work. So I think about it all the time. I, I know this is what I'm meant to do right now, but it's, it's mind blowing. It's only been four years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. Well, I have some questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Mm, okay. I know it sounds funny to studio photographers, but I still use my hold fast harness that I had for weddings because, mm-hmm. um, hello, ADHD brain. I otherwise would just put my camera down and not be able to find it. So having my cameras attached to my body, I can't live without it because <laughs> I move around a lot and mm-hmm. then I know where they are. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Well, I have a six-month-old baby, so I just had him at the beginning of the year. So I'm hanging out with him. It's a lot of fun being a mom for the first time. It's wild. Um, But yeah, that is, he is my life right now and hanging out with my husband and we're doing a home renovation in as well. So we are in the middle of construction. So we think about that a lot. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're busy. Busy, busy. Six-month-old and home renovation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all happening, as they say. Um, So it's all things we've wanted for a long time, and now they're happening. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's so exciting. It's a lot of fun stuff. Okay, so my next question is, what is a photography product that you would recommend to just all photographers to have? Yeah, so I'm not a big gearhead. Um, I just use what works in my studio. So this mm-hmm. was challenging to Same. think of, but I, <laughs> I think when it comes down to it, the photography product that I value the most is the products that we make for our clients. So we use blacksmiths for our albums. We use graphy for our wall art. They're both amazing 
companies to work with and they take really good care of us and make sure that like the products are tailored to, you know, what our clients need. But also if we mess something up in the ordering process, they're quick to let us know so that we can fix it. So that's huge. Or if there's an error, you know, they fix it. So I super value my relationship with our production partners. All right. Awesome. Okay. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? Mm, That's a great question. We were talking about that in the beginning, Nikki, about, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? When you're first starting out in business. And I think my honest advice would be don't let yourself get psyched out by what you don't know. Like a lot of people will tell you, like they, they told me in the beginning, like, are you sure you want to do this, you know, and give you all of these nightmare scenarios, but really go with your gut, make small moves, small inspired action, one step at a time and trust the path that is yours uniquely and don't compare your success to anyone else's success. Don't compare your your rough draft to anyone else's final version, you know, just like stay focused on what you're meant to do and don't get too worried about all the stuff you don't know (laughs) because you'll figure it out as you go or you'll find a great mentor that will help um, guide you there. Absolutely. I could not recommend a great mentor (laughs) enough. That's for sure. I'm so grateful to have had Sue as the best mentor in the entire world. That's awesome. A lot of people have they reach out to me sometimes asking me that question or asking me questions as they're getting started too. So I just recently started offering mentoring to people who want it. Um, oh, great. Because I do get asked a lot by newer photographers and I love helping people because I had amazing, amazing guidance as I was getting started. So I'm happy to hop on Zoom with people to chat. All right. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Where can people find you online, Lindsay? So we are showyourspark.com and on Instagram, we're at show.your.spark and I'm just at Lindsay Height. So you can find me there. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Lindsay. I appreciate you. And yeah, this has been amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Nikki. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me and it was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 